Welcome to Subjectively Correct Sports with David Henderson and Anthony Montague. Hey, David, have you ever paddleboarded? Not that I remember, so okay, probably so not. I went, I went paddleboarding this summer um, in Utah. We were visiting uh, your sister, two of your sister's families, Lisa and Heather. So and, is paddleboarding uh, like a, a big thing in landlocked Utah? <laughs> I don't know. We were on a, a little lake reservoir thing um and a bunch of people had paddle boards out there and the one i was using was um it was actually inflatable but super sturdy um and i don't know maybe it's like eight or ten feet long um and i didn't attempt standing up on it like you see people stand up on it right and they use the paddle and the board and then they move on the water that's the Wait, general so people that's the general idea of paddle boarding so make sure you understand people that are paddle boarding yep stand on the board yes. and they paddle right with the paddle they use the paddle i'm not sure i understand but keep going to, to propel themselves and then to steer as well propel was okay but if I'm going to do like something that's like that, I'd rather just do a Gatorade rain. I don't, I, I don't see those anymore, but it's just like a, a, a watered down thinner Gatorade. But there was one flavor that was really good, but it was mm -hmm. less thick. It was, I think they just, it was more watered down and it was my favorite. So if I'm going to do a propel, I'd much rather do that Gatorade rain instead, but I haven't seen a Gatorade rain in years. It's a yeah, I, think, I think you're sleeping on the uh, Powerade Zero. Um, Gross. So paddleboarding was fun. It was super exhausting, even though I stayed on my knees the whole time and I was only out there for like five minutes. But the sun was beating down pretty hard in my defense. And uh, there were lots of kids around, so I didn't want to go crazy. Um, but again, five minutes and I probably went a total of like 300 feet. Like nice. My, my t the total circumference of my of my circle that I made, my... Uh, my oblong-shaped uh, shape <laughs> path. Please tell me more about the shit about the path you took. That was sarcasm. Okay. Don't tell me more about Anyways, the path you took. I'm not in great shape. Let's let's not <laughs> let's not be let's not beat around the bush. Like I am no Olympic athlete. Um, my training um, consists of hey, that might be fun, and so um, obviously I'm going to get winded, but. Even if I trained for a year and I got like down to, I don't even know what the acceptable levels of body fat are. Like I'm, I'm pretty far removed from that. Like I just want to be in the dangerous area, right? <laughs> you want to be in the dangerous area? Yeah, I'm like beyond danger. Whatever like the oh. beyond. I'm like in the, the blood red. Like if you have the spectrum, right? It's like from green to red. And then there's like an even bloodier red to the right of it. I'm over there. And it doesn't so really I, matter. This is I know we're I know we're laughing about this on the podcast right now, but like you saying that made me legitimately scared for you. Well you know what's funny is every time I go to the doctor, um they're like, oh wow, you're like in great health. And I even did like a full um like multi hour heart workup thing where they had me run on a treadmill and looked at like calcium stuff and I went in a big tube. I'm sure there's <laughs> I'm sure there's medical terms for everything. I'm so big tube, like the like the salmon shoot that the guy that the yeah. they sending the salmon, yeah. salmon through. Anyways, they they were like doing all kinds of tests on me and injecting me with ad adamantium. And anyways, and so sure. um, after all of that, they're like, "Wow, it's like you got like a super healthy heart, and you're like super healthy." And every time I go to the doctor, it's like, "Wow, you're super healthy." But they all say the same thing: "You're super healthy, but you need to lose weight." Yeah, and. That's fine. Like I, I, get, <laughs> I, I get it. Uh, at some point, it will probably catch up with me. And so, yes, all that to say, David, I am, I am, I am no stellar athlete, right? And so, but even if I were, I, I can't imagine that like I could paddleboard for more than well, I don't know an hour or two without feeling like, all right, that's like a good workout. I'm done for the day. I have a story here. About a man named... We haven't gotten to the story yet. Oh, the story hasn't started, no. Oh, boy. Let's, let's start. You ready to start the show? I'll, I'll start I... recording any minute. Okay. Antonio de la Rosa. Ooh, otra vez, otra vez, Antonio. He's 50 years old. Dude, I just said another time. Give me another one. Let me An hear it again. Antonio de la Rosa. Dale. Mm. De la piña. No, de la... <gasps> no, ah. 50 years old from Spain. Set off from California on his paddleboard to Hawaii. It took him 76 days 
No. Just, just him and a paddleboard and, like, his GoPro. And he had rations for, like, 90 days of food. I, so he had a big paddleboard. This is, like, a 24-foot-long paddleboard. Um, What's the guy's name? Antonio de la Rosa. Antonio de la Rosa. So, yeah, 50 years old, from Spain, left San Francisco. And he left San Francisco on June 9th. And the next time he saw someone was 76 days later. Do the math. I don't know when that is. August 20-something. Was in uh, in the uh, off the coast of Molokai. Which uh, I assume is somewhere near Hawaii or in Hawaii. Hold on. Uh, Yeah. I just saw an image of this paddleboard, this alleged paddleboard. Okay. And this is interesting. Something like this happened a couple years ago where a guy did something similar. But this paddleboard is more like a, a, a small boat. Yeah, but he, he stood up paddling the whole time. He stood up paddling for 76 days, David. That's physically impressive. But when you said paddleboard, I saw like a dude on a little paddleboard, and I, that's what I saw. No, no. So it, I'm a little less impressed. Had, okay. It's big enough that he had a tent on it, right? I mean, he still had to like yeah. sleep. And, okay, but still, it, maybe it's even less impressive or more impressive because he like has, still had to paddle that like that bigger mass. I know he's on the water and it's probably no wait. physically crazy impressive yeah. what he did, okay. right? But so, it, I'm just saying what I imagined was different from what I'm seeing. But anyway, keep going. Yeah. So his paddleboard, it was 24 feet long. It had a sleeping cabin. It had solar panels to power his GPS. What else it, did it power, Anthony? What else did the solar panels power? Nothing. There were no more mm-hmm. motors. Sure, Probably his, sure there weren't. his GoPro and other things that he was using to document his trip. Um, that's not even the craziest thing about this. So he went 2,500 miles in 76 days. His goal was 70 days. He made it in 76. Oh, um, I know, what a failure. Um, <laughs> the craziest thing, though, is when he was interviewed, he said he was it, it went pretty well, except that he was briefly taken off course by Hurricane Flossie. First of all, great name for a hurricane. But could you imagine you're on a you're on a paddleboard? There's not walls. I mean, you can't like go below deck, right? Oh, you're on a paddleboard in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, and you di- get diverted because of a hurricane. Just insane. So he had to redirect himself because of that. Um, and I guess oh, when I read a story like this, all I can think of is David Rush. Like, step up your game, right? You have 170,000 Guinness World Records. Um, that re- revolve around balancing lawnmowers and sticking marshmallows in your mouth, right? This guy Real didn't even get a stuff. This guy didn't get a Guinness World Record because no one even thought it possible, right? Like it's not even a category in Guinness World Record because it's just so absurd what he did. Well, I think those are the kind of records I would want. I right? know, like it's not a Guinness Book of World Records to be like the fastest teacher to become a self-made billionaire. You know what I mean? But that's what I would want to do. Question: Has that happened? <laughs> Exactly. No, exactly. So that's the kind yeah. of that's the kind of record I want to set. Right. Anyways, I don't really have a way to end this. I just thought it was incredible. And it's also, you know, got me thinking I need to go see my doctor. So I guess there's that. Would you do something like this? And if you had to do something no. like this, some physical feat that no one has ever done before, what would you do? Mine, okay. mine would be to stay in the same Lazy Boy recliner longer than anyone ever has okay without being without being like physically ill like the, the longest a healthy person has ever been in one lazy boy recliner i could crush that here's how i know we're we're a good combo is because i was thinking something very similar i was thinking longest to lay in a bathtub with the water just over my ears <laughs> <laughs> like, not holding my breath i just want just over my ears in the bathtub so i can't really hear anything and i could i could lay in that position i bet mm, 17 days I, by the time by the time you got out of there, you'd look like the shape of water guy. I don't know. What does that mean? The movie The Shape of Water? Oh, I haven't seen it. The little fishy guy? Oh, that was... Uh, the people that at least know what The Shape of Water is are giggling their little butts off right now. <laughs> okay. Well, that's all. That's all about that guy, Antonio de la Rosa. Antonio de la Rosa. Should be Antonio de la, de la Agua. Of the water. Oh, yeah. That, that's a little too on the nose, though, because he goes in the water. Mm. I mean, he's not going to be a gardener. I, gar- watching- I gardened for 72 straight days. Like, no. no we've, been watching the, we've been watching the show Alone, where people are dropped off, you know, in some rom- remote location. 
Yeah, and, I, I may and, or not be stealing your Hulu account and see that, <laughs> that you're watching that. Yeah. And, um, and and the goal, you, you get to take like 10 things with you and uh, 10 items, survival items. And the goal is just to outlast everyone else. And you don't know how long other people are out there until you've actually won, right? And they tell you you, you outlasted everyone. You find and, and cook your own food. You set up your own shelter, et cetera. And like the first season, I think they went like 50-some days and a lot of the people left because of just like the mental, um, just just like the feeling of alone, right? Like right. they could they didn't have the mental stamina or whatever to or fortitude to like just be alone. Like they were, they were catching food. They had a shelter. They had what they needed to survive longer. But it just got to them being alone. And this guy was out there seventy six days on the water, like. You don't get variety in what you see, right? It's just the yeah. same thing every day. You may maybe you look out and you get to see a fish jump out of water every Ooh. once in a while. Can you so, imagine a fish like a shark just jumped on the paddleboard? That I had a shark. Uh, I was deep sea fishing one time, and the guy next to me reeled in a shark. It was a baby shark, but he reeled <gasps> it in. It was a what? It was a what? Baby shark, do, 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 baby shark. Do, do, do. How'd you know I wanted you to do that? That was crazy how we connected that way. We're on the um, same wavelength. This whole Skype thing is working out. I think our <laughs> brains are connecting through our headphones. It's amazing. Um, so yeah, he it was probably like three feet long. So I mean, it wasn't it wasn't massive, but it still had razor sharp teeth. And they specifically told you told everyone if you hook a shark, like cut your line. Uh, but I guess this guy thought, eh, it's a baby. So he brought it up on deck. And it's like flopping around on deck next to me. So that was pretty scary. <gasps> Tony Stark. Do, 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 do. Tony Stark. Do, 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 do. Tony I think they're going to have to revive do, do. Tony Stark since uh, Spider-Man's not coming back to the MCU. Yeah, that's a bummer. We'll see. All right, let's get this show started, David. Let's do it. So to, a couple of things that I wanted to talk about today. Of course, the Andrew Luck situation. Yeah. Uh, some of the backlash from that and some of the athletes that came to support him. Rob mm. Gronkowski doing the same thing, but being received very differently. And then mm. some baseball stuff, right? So Andrew Lug uh, is 29 years old. He's younger than us, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He is considered, I mean, he had a ton of hype coming out of your alma mater, Stanford, when he was uh, coming into the league. He made yeah. the Indianapolis Colts fans forget about that Peyton Manning guy who they had before. Like, they were okay with losing it, Peyton Manning because Andrew Luck was coming in. That's how good he was and how much expectation there was on him. Yeah, it was the, it was the best transfer from, from old to new regime since Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers. Right. right, and I can't think of another one. Maybe Montana to Young? Montana to Young, yeah, that would be – that's probably the gold standard. Well, I guess Rodgers is probably up there, right? But Well, Steve uh, Young has won just as many Super Bowls as Aaron Rodgers has. Yep. But anyway, so – Andrew Luck is one of those rare players who who lived up to the hype, and he was loved in the community. He did a book club for kids. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Happy June. <laughs> did you see that video? Happy no. June. Yeah, it's great. And he he did Hick the cow dog. It was he's awesome. I wonder if dogs. Person. I wonder if dogs can even hear Andrew Luck because his voice is so. <laughs> he's the best. Well, Jack Doyle, but he. Uh, <laughs> He's like um, he's like the uh, sugar water alien from Independence ah. Day. You know who does a great impression of that guy? My wife. Yes, yeah. you said it, not me. <laughs> I, just because I'm nodding vigorously yeah. in our video, yeah, doesn't mean anyway. Yes, but Andrew Luck was really great, and he suffered tons of injuries and tons of horrible things, and it appears as though he got Kawhi no Leonard luck, a little David. bit. What? Just had no luck. Clearly, he drew the drew the short stick. You, you're trying to con- combine draw and luck. Drew and drew. I get that. He drew the short stick. Sure. No luck. Did you say shark stick? Yeah. Everyone knows. Everyone knows you want to avoid the shark stick, David. What do you want? Like the octopus stick? Like what do you want? Short stick, David. Not shark. Oh, my bad. Uh. But it appears as though he got the Kawhi Leonard treatment and that the Colts medical staff screwed something up and he had a botched surgery in his shoulder. He disappeared in Europe for a while and who knows what yak stem cells he put in his shoulder or whatever. He came back and had a really great season last year. But guess what? 
more injuries, more problems. Some people in the Colts organization said they were worried that they had a Kevin Durant situation on their hands where he had a calf slash ankle injury. And it was going to turn into a ruptured Achilles or something like that. So all of that going on. And Andrew Luck decides, you know what? I've been fighting. I've been breaking my mind, my body for this team and for the love of the game. And he just couldn't do it anymore. And he doesn't need football. He yeah, doesn't need I, it. He's made over $100 million in, in his career, right? He was a rookie in 2012. He was really durable. His, his first three seasons, he played, played and started all, all 16 games. 2015, he missed half the season. Uh, played most of the season, 16. Missed all of 2017, right? So the problem started in 2015, and I think he was just going in and out of that rehab. Rehab healthy, rehab healthy. And from from his own account, it just wore on him to the point yes. where it sucked the joy out of football for him, right? And he's a guy who grew up around football. His dad's been involved in football for forever. His dad's still a, involved. It's still involved, right? Is he involved in one of the XFL or whatever? Yes, the league? XFL. So of course, people are saying, "Well, Andrew Luck to the XFL confirmed," <laughs> but no. Yeah. Uh, but how a guy who grew up loving the game and who clearly had a love of the game was such a great sport. Uh, there's there was a video going on social media of him like patting guys in the helmet saying good hit buddy anytime yeah. someone would hit him it's like complimenting defenders and stuff he clearly was great at the game and loved the game and for the for someone yeah. like him to have the joy of the game sucked out of him it must have been a horrible terrible experience and none of us none of us would go to a friend or a loved one a spouse a brother sister someone we cared about and say hey I know you're going through serious physical mental and emotional pain but I think you should continue to sacrifice yourself. For the chance to make some more money yeah. and for the chance to make other people happy, to be loyal. None of us would do that in our own lives, and yet we'd, we expect it from these athletes. So when Andrew Luck retires and the Colts fans see that news break during a preseason game, they boo him off the field because they as fans think they're entitled to his body and his mental health and his emotional health and to, to get inside his head and his relationships and his heart. And that doesn't matter to them. As long as they get W's, that's all they care about. And when they saw him retiring, they saw their W's go away and they took it out on him. Yeah. And that's, it was, it was a pretty ugly thing to, to watch and listen to. And he said he heard it and that it, you know, it hurt him to hear that. Um, it's interesting too, because, the only reason that happened was because someone had to have leaked it, right? Adam Schefter reported on Twitter, and that's everyone's at the game checking their phone, and they see a Twitter alert come across that Andrew looks going to retire. And But there were very few people who knew at that time. He hadn't even told his teammates yet. Yeah, he was planning on, uh, he was planning on a press conference on Sunday. Yeah, and so it's, it's interesting. The part that interests me is, where'd the leak come from and why like what was the what's the benefit to leaking that information at that time i've wondered that a lot like it's uh woge and Schefter. they get all this information they have all these sources right <laughs> that was a Schefter impression by the way they have all these sources right and they get all this information from these teams well what do these sources gain what do these sources get is is, is Schefter like giving nfl secrets to these sources in exchange for all this information i mean there may like be some thrill? of that there may be some of that there's also like controlling the narrative right if you tell if you tell Schefter what you want him to report you know and and it's not inaccurate but maybe it has some kind of slant that benefits okay. your camp right that makes sense uh and so you you develop a relationship with him right and you give him the information he wants you give it to him first and then when you need a favor from him hey i want you to run with this story with this slant right then maybe he does it a little bit more readily than otherwise would so he'll play ball because he's such a trusted yeah. voice People well, just believe what a Schefter says. So yeah and, yeah, and you look at like Woj's tweets, right, about the NBA, and a lot of them are just the pure facts of breaking news. But more and more recently, you see analysis, right, or some kind of narrative, right? You know, congratulating X team on its rebuild, right? And his opinion matters a lot in NBA circles, right, especially yeah. among fans, yeah. and and so. Um, well, you can see well, a little bit of back scratching going on. At least that's gotcha. how I perceive it. Right. Cause I, and I feel bad that, that Woj feels like he has to go out of being one of the best sports reporters, definitely of our time and maybe of all time, in order to be the hot take guy, right? Like being the hot take guy is more valuable than being the news reporting guy, right? Well, there's more clicks and more money in it. Exactly. 
Exactly. Yeah. Which if, is if Stephen bad. A and Skip Bayless have taught us nothing, it's that having a strong opinion about something is is more important than being fast and accurate. Speaking of strong opinions, a lot of people came out and criticized Andrew Luck for yeah. his decision to retire. Someone mentioned, I forgot the names of these people. They don't they don't matter, but what they say does. Uh, he said that uh, that retiring because rehab was too hard was the most millennial thing he's ever seen. Well, that was Doug right? Gottlieb. Doug that. Gottlieb. Yeah. So what a what a jerky thing to say. But was it Troy Aikman that responded to him, or did he respond to Dockage? I forgot which no. one Aikman responded to. Because um, Aikman responded to either Dan Dockage or this Gottlieb guy, um, and I forgot which one. But but long story short, yeah. Athletes were coming to to Andrew Luck's defense, uh, fellow football players, fellow football players who are like guys like Ronnie Lott, who chopped off a finger so he could keep playing, right? Yeah. And they were saying things like, "This guy is a this guy is a warrior. He's super tough, and if he's ready to step away, I support him 100. percent I back him up." And everyone was bashing this other guy, like, "Aren't you the guy that stole credit cards in college because working was too hard?" Mm-hmm. and stuff like that that, that was Gottlieb yeah <laughs> oh man yeah he got toasted and roasted like I'm sure he's just guys like that though I think they just love the attention they love getting that attention from everybody so they don't care how that attention comes their name is out there they're a top uh, they're a trending on social media and that's what they care about they don't care about the person or the stories they're breaking yeah right? all, all press is good press right exactly for some people right but anyway it was super disappointing to see the backlash against Andrew Luck when he was literally at the podium crying yeah like clearly it, yeah it's one of the more him. shocking retirements it definitely in my kind of adult lifetime um i remember the first one that really shocked me well i mean the the magic johnson aids deal i was you know i was still little but i remember it happening that was a big deal especially being in southern california at the time but then like michael jordan retiring the first time right like that was super shocking he just come off a three-peat you know three straight finals mvps Best team in the league, no sign of slowing down, and he retires. Barry Sanders retiring, right, at age, what was it, 30? 31, I think. 31. Um, but there, Calvin, Calvin Johnson. Johnson, that's the one, that was the first one I thought of right away. He was, at that time, one of, if not the best wide receiver in the league. They called him Megatron for crying out loud. You don't call a guy Megatron unless he's going to Megatron all over the yeah. place. And he Megatron up and down that field left and right with a mediocre team around him right. and an okay quarterback, a, a yeah. good quarter, a quarterback with arm talent, right? And uh, yeah, and those were surprising. But you also kind of understood when when Sanders and Johnson left because it's like they're playing for a terrible team and they're tired of playing for a terrible team. There's that also, like just the the actual shelf life of a running back and of a receiver is far less is that the correct far far more lesser thank you than a quarterback i mean tom brady's showing you can play quarterback for two decades if you're protected uh, well enough right he needs, he needs to pee in a cup <laughs> um but, but no the, the quarterback position is so it's so well protected the rules are in favor of protecting quarterbacks tom brady. Uh, that you know, a quarterback can play 15, 20. Drew, Drew, Drew Brees. Hard Tom to say. Brady. So cool. It's cool. Drew Brees. Let me actually, let me, let me, let me do it in Spanish. Uh, Drew Brees. <laughs> Ooh, very good. Muy um, bien. Antonio um, de la Rosa. Peyton Manning, Brett Favre. All these guys played into or up to right about their 40s, right? And so it's not... It's not unfathomable that that Andrew Luck could do the same thing. So you think, wow, he's got another decade of football left, but he's walking away. And he also and, walked away from well over a hundred million dollars. Sure. Oh yeah, he's made a hundred million. He could make another hundred million very easily. Easy. Russell Russell Wilson just signed, who's a great quarterback, just signed a deal what at thirty five million a year. Yeah, and like Dak Dak Prescott turned down thirty million dollars a year because he was expecting wow. to get more. Which yeah, it's it's a good time to be a quarterback in the NFL, unless your name is Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> someone uh, someone sent out a, a fake uh, Schefter or Ian Rappaport tweet uh, that the Colts had signed Colin Kaepernick. Oh no! And like within minutes, it had thousands of likes and reshares. Oh jeez! I mean, the only this, reason uh... is because someone you know famous or someone I follow retweeted it. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, the, now the Jacoby Brissett has other, to, yeah. yeah. 
the, the interesting thing about like Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders is they were Hall of Fame locks when they retired. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that eats at Andrew Luck because his career, even though he had, you know, four or five really, really good seasons, never an MVP, didn't go super far in the playoffs, maybe, maybe made it to one AFC championship game. I can't remember. Um, but uh, didn't have, you know, didn't have a Hall of Fame career in his one, two, three, four, five, six seasons, right? Um, and so you wonder if he takes some time away, a year or two away from the game, keeps himself relatively in shape, gets to a point where he's healthy, completely healed, does he come back? Because he could, right? I mean, he'd be young enough still to come back. And uh, if the skills are still there and the desire comes back, I'm not so sure we haven't seen. I'm not so sure we've seen the last of Andrew Luck. I think and, I, I think there's a 50-50 chance he comes back. And the Colts are kind of betting on that too because they didn't ask for all their money back. That's right. They still left some money on the. Well, they still gave Andrew Luck some of his contract money when they could have demanded all of it back. So they're probably thinking, "Hey, we're going to do you this solid," probably because they feel like they owe it to him because maybe they damaged his career by the way they mismanaged his health, but also. Hey, maybe he'll come back and remember that gesture of good faith, right? But I, I, Andrew Luck kind of strikes me as a kind of guy who his life after football could be just as fulfilling as his life in football. So if he steps away for a year or two, he uses his degree from Stanford or whatever and starts doing other things. I mean, Invest in if, some startups. Right? If, if Andrew Luck walks to the door and goes, hey, buddy, it's great to see you. Uh, I got here. Uh, I'm an architect from Stanford. Uh, this is my like, partner. Like Cookie Monster's uncle. My bad. I do an okay Cookie Monster. No, no, no. no I, I do. Say, I do an okay Grover. Luck sounds like it. you. You sounded really good. I thought that was a spot on Andrew Luck impersonation. Yeah, it was terrible. I sounded like Grover swallowed a frog. So, <laughs> Super Grover. You know Grover. Anyway, I, I, uh, I know Grover. But, yeah, who doesn't know Grover? So. uh Oh, people who didn't grow up with Sesame Raised Street. Raised by Sesame Street. No, in uh, in in uh, each country has its own Sesame Street, right? And it's all different, different Muppets, different characters, and everything, right? Yeah. Uh, in some, I think it's in Spain, they have Plazo Sesamo. Okay. Or whatever, and they're all different. Anyway, I just thought that was funny. But you you watch like Sesame Street in Mexico, and it's not Sesame Street. It's like Plazo Sesamo or whatever it is, and it's uh, different characters. Like there's no Elmo, there's no Big Bird. They have like like Toucan. Rosa or whatever, and it's like all different. You can't tell me. Something like, well, I don't know. Tu can Tomas. <laughs> anyway, what was I talking about? Andrew Luck. But I think I see him as the type of person who gets out of football, gets out of having his head bashed in, gets out of those terrible summer workouts and those things like that, spends some time with his new wife, spends some time with his family, maybe has a, t- a kid or two, right? And then – He's like, you know what? Instead of going and getting my head bashed in, I'm going to use my fame as Andrew Bleeping Luck, and I'm going to use my Stanford education, and I'm going to be just fine, and I'm going to be very happy. And that'd be and that'd be wonderful for him if, if that's what he did. You just wonder what some of these people. I mean, they had the drive to make it to the NFL and the passion to make it to the NFL. That you just wonder if at some point, if they know there's something still left in the tank, um, if they walk. I mean. Michael Jordan, Brett Favre, they all came back, right? Yeah. Yeah. But Michael um, Jordan wasn't dealing with the injury stuff that Andrew Luck has. No, it's true. Right? Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I, but I also see. I also don't see Michael Jordan. He clearly showed us that he didn't possess skills in other areas to fall back on. <laughs> you know, it's awesome. If, if, if Luck has played his last game, he'll end with exactly 2,000 completions for his career. Hey, perfect. Exactly 2,000. That's like Gronk ending with exactly 69 touchdown catches or whatever it was. Nice. They planned that he did that on purpose. Like people, no, people think he planned that. Yeah. Does does but so oh, can I get on to some Rob Gronkowski stuff now? Yeah. Or do you have please. something else? Okay. No, no, no. So, so that giant polar bear, uh, <laughs> who we saw as like one of the epitomes of toughness in the NFL. He's huge. One of his one of the parts of his game was that he was bigger than just about everybody that had to defend him. But he was also athletic enough to outrun smaller guys uh, yeah. too. You know what I mean? So a, a mismatch, at, yeah, for everybody, right? And so you watch, yes, and and so you watch him, and he's physically a beast. He's like a he's like the Shaq or the LeBron of the of the NFL, where he's just physically outmatching everyone mm-hmm. around him, 
right? Yeah. He recently talked about his retirement over the summer, right? And he was talking about it and he said he was in tears. He was crying. He said, football was taking my joy away. Mm-hmm. And this is a guy who had won three Super Bowls and had been an integral part of keeping Tom Brady young. We don't and, know. And, and a guy by just as a fan's perspective looked like he was having a lot of fun. Like he well, always he always seemed like he was enjoying himself in whatever setting he found himself. Absolutely. But especially on football, he loved to play, he loved to win, he loved the grog spike, he loved all that stuff, and you could tell. But he literally he cried and he said, My joy was being taken away from me. He didn't say my joy of football. He didn't say my love of the game. He said his joy in life was being sucked away by football, the thing that used to bring him joy. That has to be something so hard to go through. But I'm interested in the way we were okay with Rob Gronkowski retiring. We're like, okay, we get it. No, we get it. And then when Andrew Luck does the same thing, different circumstances a little bit, Mm -hmm. but people crush him. People boo him. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't well, get the I, difference. I think part of it maybe is timing, right? So Rob Gronkowski retired at the end of a season. Um, Andrew Luck retires the third week of the preseason, right? Two weeks before the opening day, yeah. That, that's a tough pill to swallow if you're the Colts organization, if you're the fan base that's expecting uh, Colt, uh, Andrew Luck to be back to um, you know his, his, his former powers. Uh, it's a tough pill to swallow if you just drafted him in your fantasy league. Oh uh, yeah, but that's that's the thing. People care more about more yeah. about their fantasy league than they care about Andrew right. Luck. So, right? so I think timing plays into it a little bit, right? Like if and, and and granted, Andrew Luck said he hadn't even considered it until basically a week or two ago, right? With with all these shenanigans where they said, oh, it's a bone thing, no, it's an ankle thing, no, it's yeah. a calf thing, but they don't know exactly what it is. He had three MRIs, they couldn't figure it out. All this stuff is going on. He's thinking, I'm in this cycle again where I have to. Uh, rehabilitate and I can't practice and he hated that and he was like I'm not going to do this again he said in his press conference after he experienced it before with his shoulder he said if I have to go through that again I'm just going to walk away Mm. and that's the situation he was finding himself in he probably wasn't going to start the first who knows how long of the season because they still didn't know what was going on with him and he was like forget this I'm done and I get it so so there's that there's also the fact that it's a quarterback right and a quarterback is the most important position in football, and if you maybe have in sports, a, maybe in sport, if you have a great quarterback, chances are you'll have a great team, and if you don't, chances are you won't. Uh, and you can have the best tight end in the league. The Chargers had Antonio Gates for a decade, and they did the, well the some Falcons. years, but but you know, yeah, the Falcons had Tony Antonio Gonzalez, and he was on the Chiefs before that, right? Um, is this full? Is this really an Antonio? Antonio. Tony, Tony Gonzalez, right? Oh, I don't know. Is I think, it, why were we saying said, Antonio? But you said Antonio Gates before. Oh, okay. So I think if you combine Tony is. Gonzalez and Antonio Gates and put them together and made Antonio Gonzalez, that would be the best football player in the history of football. Let's see what is this. It's Anthony. He's not Antonio. Anthony okay, boom. David. Anthony David Gonzalez. <gasps> Whoa. He's does he have to be our favorite player now? I think he has to be. I think he has I, to no, be no, no, the no, mascot no, no. of the show. He doesn't have to be our favorite player. We have to be his favorite podcast. That's how that works. Yeah, that checks out. I'll reach out to him tonight on Twitter. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> if only you had my celebrity, uh, my my ability to to attract the eyes of a celebrity on Twitter. Twitter? I'd like to preface. Did you say Twitter? I did say Twitter. I think I think Twitter is when <laughs> it's cold outside and you tweet a picture of you in a sweater. It's Twitter. So Twitter, Twitter. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna preface this. Okay, I love fall and winter when yeah. I get to be all snuggly in a hoodie. I love that, man. I love. There, there are times when like it's not that cold outside, but it's a little chilly in the house because the air conditioner's been running for a little bit too long or whatever. And I'll throw my hoodie on because I love the feeling of being in my hoodie. Like I missed hoodie weather. Okay. And it doesn't seem like it's ever coming back. But anyway, I'm excited. I was looking. I'm, I'll be in. Uh uh northern europe uh well i'll be in, I'll be in uh, sweden and then england um what in in a week and a half two weeks and uh it's gonna be like in the 60s it's gonna oh. Be great oh that sounds delicious like i'm excited for weather that i have to bundle up for like i'm so over this summer thing but uh i'm excited for you to go to to europe that'll be a lot of fun you've done it before but i, don't, I think you're doing more sightseeing this time right um well I, I did i did like two and a half three days of sightseeing last time i'll do the same amount but i'll just 
be in, in London for that portion this time. That's cool. Uh, so I know you you want to talk about your Twitter promise, but oh, let me just preface this by saying that I think I kind of pushed you to tweet something at, was it's it a uh, Wob? Yes, Rob, Rob Perez, Perez. World, Worldwide Wob, as he goes uh, by on Twitter. Yeah, so um, August 23rd is, um, it's Kobe Bryant's birthday, right? And so it's typically referred to as Mamba Day. Or no, sorry, 824 is typically referred to as Mamba Day. So it's weird because it's two days back to back. So everyone on Twitter celebrates Kobe on 823, August 23rd, because it's his birthday. And the next day is 824, his two numbers, 8 and 24. And so that's Mamba Day, right? So isn't that the most Kobe Bryant thing ever? (laughs) That is is quintessential Kobe Bryant. He's like, wait, everyone uh, everyone tweets at you on your birthday? Well, you don't have your own holiday? I do. Like, birthday wasn't quite enough. I need, so a, what, I need an extra day. Yeah, okay. So, so, so is his, LeBron going to celebrate a 623? Like, what? Like, is June 23rd going to be LeBron Day? How is that going to work out? I don't know. Only if he wins a, a, a championship on June 23rd. That could coincide, right? That's the end of June. So, we're not going by his numbers in this case? We're not <laughs> no, going to do the Kobe thing different numbers? Standard, different standard, David. Okay. Um, so, Rob Perez. So confused. It, he had tweeted out in honor of Mamba Day um, uh, to to think of someone you love and send him a gift on this Mamba Day. Uh, he suggested eight, 81 okay, roses. Okay, of 81 roses. And the joke there is that Kobe Bryant once scored 81 points in a basketball game with his primary defender being Jalen Rose. Mm-hmm. And so 81 roses harking back to the 81-point performance. Um and but but the 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 thing with the tweet was that it was you giving a gift to someone else and that struck me as odd for mamba day because if if you know and love Co- and i don't think this is a critique of kobe because i loved it uh kobe is not one to necessarily give right in terms of assists like even though his assist average was probably it was like average for shooting cars but he's known more for being a ball hog or you know wanting to to have the ball and shoot over three or four defenders when another teammate maybe had a better shot um so, to give you an idea one of my favorite athlete quotes ever that i don't necessarily agree with but i just i, I just like it uh is when he said friends are temporary but banners hang forever mm-hmm. i mean that that's kobe bryant and um anyway so in my mind mamba mentality is I'm going to get mine, right? And I'm going to do as much as I can for the team to win, but I'm also going to get mine, right? And and so in my Checks mind, out. in my mind, Mama Day was about giving yourself the gift. And so I, that's what I essentially what I tweeted to uh Worldwide Wob and I I said you misunderstand Mama Day. Um what do you have it pulled up because I don't I don't have it word for word, but you don't have, have that momentous occasion I, in your I life memorized. memorized. You have it? No, I don't have it pulled up. Okay. The, the, the idea was uh, it's not about giving gifts to others. It's about giving a gift to yourself, a sister reserve for birthdays and Christmas. And then I hashtagged Mamba Mentality. And he replied to it. Uh, he's a blue check mark, right? Which means you're Twitter famous. Uh, and he replied to it saying, International Treat Yourself Day, Treat Yourself Day which is a reference to Parks and Recreation. There's an episode uh, where, uh, who are the two character names, David? You know these people uh, better than I do. Tom Haberford. Tom Haberford. And Donna Meagle. Okay, yes. Tom and Donna uh, take the day to do things that they love doing, getting massages, buying themselves clothes, etc. And they treat call yourself. it, treat yourself. Treat yourself. Uh, anyways, so that was the tweet. And then, Got a bunch of likes. I'm not into counting the number of likes, but it how was many double- did you get though? Yeah, it was like uh, like 24. I don't know, something like that. Maybe more. I, so I replied to to his thing underneath you, a gif of that Tom and Donna thing talking about treating yourself, and I yeah. think I got some likes too. Nice. <laughs> so, I wanted to experiment with the whole like that exchange. Yeah, I, I was trying that whole because that happened to you the week before yeah. where you said oh. something really clever. Yeah. Right. Um. But uh, so so getting back to you being the impetus for this is I, I had texted you my tweet, mm-hmm. right? Well, mm-hmm. it was, I just texted you my thought and you said, you need to tweet this, tweet this now. 
Yes. And so that's what I did. So, yep, so once did. again, my tweet gets the uh, attention of a, a blue check mark on Twitter, verified person on Twitter. And um, I guess I'm slowly becoming famous on Twitter is what I'm saying. Sure. That makes if, sense. If I upped my if I up my tweet game from one tweet every other week, I might gain some traction. You don't you don't seem like a volume shooter to me though. Like you're you're more of the the assassin who like comes in at just the right moment and yeah. makes just the right tweet. That that's more of your tweet tweet game. Like so I'm not a volume shooter either. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So I think you're doing just fine. Also, I don't want you to become more famous than me. Okay. So there's that going on you are, too. So you already take know that I would for what it's replace worth. you with Freddie Prince Jr. the second he agreed. Like. Like, even before he agreed, if there was just a chance, I'd say, there's a vacancy, Freddie. Please come aboard. Okay. I think it'd be a fun trio. I think it'd be a fun trio. Because we, we could also, we talk sports, because he, he's into sports, right? But he's also really into video games, so you guys might connect a little bit more on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He also he also did a voice of a Star Wars character, and he's big into Star Wars, so. Okay. so oh, he's, oh, who knew? Freddie Prince Jr., total nerd. <laughs> Who knew? He's all he, that. But, oh, dang it. I was going to, dang it. Oh, dang man. It. Beat I me to it. it. Beat me to it. Dang it. Dang it. Oh. So speaking of Star Wars, can I Star Wars vomit all over this podcast for a minute? Uh, yeah, we're 41 minutes in. No one's listening. So go ahead. Sure. There's about to be blue milk vomit all over this podcast. Here we go. So uh, from the walk, rock walruses, whatever those things are. Sure. I was thinking like from episode four on Tatooine and something like that. But you're such a Star Wars noob that I guess you would I don't reference the newer the movies. original trilogy. I you don't recognize it. <laughs> Gross. Cucky. Anywho. So they do, uh, Disney does like its own Comic-Con, right? They call it D whatever. Yeah, so it was D23, celebrating the 23rd Disney Comic-Con basically, right? And so of course they have a big Marvel thing. They have a big Disney princesses thing. They do all this stuff. And of course there's a big Star Wars thing. And oh my goodness. I oh, Did you watch Anthony, it? I saw some stuff. Okay. Did you uh, see? Did you see the Ray part? I'm trying to avoid any spoilers uh, and stuff like that. But I did see her stupid lightsaber and stuff okay, like that. Yes, and I'm like, she yes, looks yes. evil. And I'm like, why couldn't I have been surprised by that? I am so tired of going into these movies without being surprised. Like, yeah. remember going to a movie and not knowing that cool thing that was going to happen, and then the cool thing happens. The one I bring up over and over and over again because it would have been one of the greatest moments in cinema for me was when the Hulk comes out in thor ragnarok to fight thor and he goes yes we're friends from work that would have been one of the best move moments for me in movie history but it was tainted by me seeing it in the trailers before and it's not and it's not like you weren't going to see that movie right like anyone who was already going to go see thor ragnarok or that's already going to see the next star wars is going to see it regardless of what's in a trailer yes and so now i feel like i can't avoid it though right like it's frustrating. And even yeah. if people like knew that I was trying to avoid spoilers and stuff like that, they would ask me questions like, oh, hey, did you see that Ray had or whatever? And I'm like, oh, mm. this sucks. Yeah. So anyway, I'm kind of bummed out by that. But what I did see was that John Favreau, who is one of my favorite movie people, directors, actors, whatever, one of my yeah. favorite movie people. He's Happy Hogan in, in Spider-Man. Yeah, he also directed the first Iron Man movie. Mm-hmm. So he like really set the Marvel comic universe up for the success that it was. He had a big hand in that. He continues that, right? Well, he is directing a series that is dropping in November when uh, Disney Plus, uh, the streaming service, drops called The Mandalorian. And it looks amazing. I am so excited for this. It's going to be like the modern, almost like it's going to have a Rogue One feel to it, but it's Mm going to be focused on this bounty hunter who is a Mandalorian. The Mandalorians have a super cool history and backstory in Star Wars. Jango Fett was a Mandalorian and one of the last Mandalorians. So is that an order of bounty hunter? No, it's a race of people. Oh, it's a race of people. Okay. Yes. So there's a planet called Mandalore, and there's all sorts of nerdy Star Wars stuff I could talk about Mandalore, right? But Mandalorians appear in... Are they really uh, good at stringed instruments? I, I, I see, like mandolin? Yeah, that's right. No, they're really that's good at shooting exactly people in the thing. face hole. But they're they're famous for being great warriors and stuff like that. But their kind is kind of fading from the galaxy and stuff like that. So to see a Mandalorian bounty hunter post-Return of the Jedi 
it's just so many opportunities for interesting stories and things like that. Where are the original characters? What's going on with them? They're still around. And this it's is supposed a lot to take place stuff. like in the outer regions, right? Um, yeah, yeah. So that's that's a huge cop out that they do in Star Wars a lot. There's a lot of space, and so yeah. they just pick a corner of the galaxy. It's just like, oh, uh, no one really goes there. Yeah. Except for the people that we're going to follow over here, right? They're in the outer. So you don't have to tie it to any particular character or anything. Yes. Like it. It and that's. And that would be so great about doing a Star Wars thing is it's just like you have the biggest sandbox in, in movie history, right? You could literally make something brand new that isn't related to anything else. And it's believable because we're dealing with a giant galaxy. We're not dealing with a planet. We're not dealing with the small sample size, right? I haven't, I haven't read much of like the extended universe of Star Wars, but the series that I have – um are the thrawn books and they're so good and he would be such a i know he was in the animated series in in a like in some some episode i don't know how star wars rebels so he was in star wars rebels but but he he was a pretty big villain in that was he okay i think it would be great to have a series based on him because his backstory is just really cool and he's a he's a very interesting uh character he's he's essentially he's like he's like a mix between Spock and uh no he's basically Star Wars Spock is what he is. Yeah, but evil evil Star Wars evil, Spock. Evil Star Wars Spock, yeah. He's, but one of my one of my favorite yeah. things about him is that he and he psychoanalyzes all of his enemies by looking at their art mm-hmm. and then determines what strategies they're going to use and predicts them like 98% like, of the time perfectly. It's like Robert Downey Jr.'s Sherlock where he like anticipates the moves in a fight right and kind of narrates what's going to happen like that's thrawn thrawn's thought process as he's sizing up someone right yeah and so they're one of my favorite parts in the books that, that you're talking about is uh, he sends a very small force of just like a few tie fighters to fight against much bigger ships and everyone on the ship with him is like dude what are you doing like we're a big star destroyer and he's like it won't be necessary or whatever yeah. and they're freaking out and he tells him to do like a specific pattern a flight pattern coming to attack and because the the alien race like thinks a certain way yeah, and he he understood this because of their art. They didn't know how to cope with the specific formation that they were coming at the the ships with, and they destroyed them. And people were like, oh my gosh! But that's Thrawn, and he's cool. Uh, mm-hmm. The next, okay, the other thing I wanted to talk about. So at this D twenty three, they're wrapping up all the Star Wars stuff. They're getting it all wrapped up. The uh, the uh, Kathleen Kennedy, who is the president of Star Wars, like Disney owns ESPN. Uh, yeah, of Lucasfilm, right? So she's the president of Lucasfilm, who, who's now owned by Disney. And uh, she's out there and she says, I want to bring out one more member of the Star Wars family. And out walks Ewan McGregor. Oh. People are losing their bantha poodoo, right? <laughs> and he comes to the, to the, he has a microphone. He comes to Kathleen Kennedy. He says, hello. Like, hi, how are you doing? And then it was like, okay, now, Kathleen, I want you in front of all of these witnesses to ask me if I'm going to play Obi-Wan Kenobi again. And she asks him and says, Ewan? He goes, yes, as if it's not all, like, super, like, off the, like... Scripted, yeah. Yeah, it's... He said, are you going to play Obi-Wan Kenobi again? He pauses, looks at the crowd, and says, yes. (gasps) Pandemonium. Like I said, you thought they lost their Bantha Poodoo before? There was Bantha Poodoo being thrown all over the walls. It was nuts in there. (laughs) There's going to be an Obi-Wan Kenobi TV series that they're going to start filming in 2020, coming out on the Disney Plus streaming service, and Ewan McGregor is starring as Obi-Wan Kenobi. I am so excited for this. That's great. Um, I could tell. Disney you sound so Plus excited. Be, no, 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 I'm excited for it. It's gonna be Disney cool. Plus is going to be an amazing service just from a, a value proposition because it's $7 a month, and you get... Basically, you have Netflix so that you could get the stuff that's going to be on Disney Plus. Right. Yes. And you get it for half the price. Right. You get all the Star Wars. You get all of the uh, MCU. You get all of the Disney stuff. Like my kids watch a bunch of Disney stuff on Netflix already. Right. So now we just get all of them. And if you're if you have young kids, I think the promise is that it will be all family friendly type of content. Right. I mean, some of the Star Wars movies and stuff are going to be like in the PG-13 range just because of the violence and whatnot. But like, I don't think they're going to have any R-rated movies on their service. I think that the like anything that would be like that, they probably put on Hulu, right? Which Disney also owns a majority of. I didn't know that. So my my question then is, are they going to have other like non-Disney movies and TV shows on their streaming service? 
Yeah, they'll have some Fox stuff because they own Fox now. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So any any Fox yeah. movies could be on there. Will they be on there? I don't know. Like it takes a lot of money. I was I was listening to a podcast about this. It takes a lot of money uh, for some of these older films to be digitized or whatever they need to do to have it in a format that they can stream. Right. Uh, doesn't seem like it'd be that hard. It I don't know the answer. Like it would be but... that hard, but I guess you have to go through like scene by scene, um, and it's it's I guess costly, and and they don't know, and and the reason why like okay yeah once it's done it's done right, but do they get additional subscribers because they have X movie that was made in 1973? Right. Right. I get that. So. But a lot of a lot of these movies that have come out like special uh, releases like on Blu-ray and stuff like that. Um, or they've been digitally remastered and stuff. Those are easy to transfer over to a stream. Yeah, those right? are. I think the work's already been done for those movies. I think we're right. talking about like this because there's a massive catalog of Disney and Fox movies, right? That yeah. probably haven't the, the less heralded movies that haven't gone through that process. And it's you know, do we want to open up the entire catalog and go through the effort of of doing you know of getting these films ready for streaming and the cost associated with it? And if so, does that actually increase profitability? And if not, why do it? Yeah, I hear that. Cool. Well, all that being said, I'm very excited for all the Star Wars stuff. There's a Star Wars video game coming out in November. There's this Mandalorian series coming out in November. I know what I'm going to be doing in November. I'm going to be sitting in my Jedi robe on my Lazy Boy for the longest anyone's ever done that. And then in December, this Star Wars trilogy comes to an end. So from November till like the next January, it's going to be a very Star Wars centered home in the Henderson household. <laughs> it's going to be all Star Wars all the time. Uh, and I'm excited for it. It's going to be cool. Uh, one baseball thing. Well, two baseball yeah. things I wanted to talk about real quick. Just real quick. Okay. Ronald Acuna Jr. Yeah, has a chooch. Yeah. Second thing. Okay. Jason DeGrom yep. is the first, the first pitcher in baseball history since they started recording statistics in 1893. I'm going to say that again because some of you may have been confused that I, that I was trying to say 1983. No, since 1893, 1893, first pitcher to have multiple games of 13-plus strikeouts and a home run. And Anthony, guess how he did it? He did it with an oppo boppo. Impressive. I got to say my two favorite baseball words on the same podcast. That was great. I feel so good right now. I'm going to say them again. Chooch and oppo boppo. Love mm. it. Was that a, a Kirkchen's Kirkchen? No, I just, I think it was a ESPN Sports Center stats and info kind of a thing. I don't know. Man, Kirkchen has to work so much harder now that Twitter exists and all these. And, and the internet. Yeah, in the right? internet, right? Yeah, poor guy. Because like you can just search up the stuff, but they, but I think Dis, I think uh, ESPN has a crazy database where they just type in really crazy filters and they'll give it to them, like yeah. uh, Orioles pitcher, Orioles right-handed pitchers against left-handed batters on the Yankees from the years 2000 to 2019, and you can pull up all those stats just based off of those filters, right? That's crazy. It'd be cool to have that database because I've I've had questions like that, like how good is Ronald Acuna Jr. in right field versus in left field. And you don't get to I, – I would love to have that database just to see that stuff. Oh, okay. Hey, real quick. I guess we can end on this. Um, so uh, Jeff Goldblum was walking the red carpet recently. Oh, yes. He was, yes. Asked, he was asked his thoughts about the um, Spider-Man MCU divorce. And he was, I think, legitimately shocked. Like he, he had no idea what was happening. And he looks – crazy like his reaction it just looks like a crazy person and one of my favorite actors is also a very crazy person and that's Nicolas Cage and I had the idea like wouldn't it be great to have a debate show featuring Jeff Goldblum and Nicolas Cage and they don't know the topic to the debate the, the debate topic ahead of time is just dropped in front of them and they have to go like I couldn't think of two more entertaining people to just take a topic cold and see their reaction and their hot takes to it. Uh, so you challenged me to come up with some names for this yes, show. Yes, I did. Yes, I, I, did. Didn't come First, up with, I didn't. I didn't come up with many, and they're not that good. But I had a fun can, time thinking about it. So to warm you, to warm up the audience, can I do my Nicolas Cage first take impression? Yes. 
See if I can pull this off, Freddy. I don't think I can, but I'm gonna give it a try. I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get into the yeah. cage. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, oh, oh that's one of them. Dang it. Okay. And that's why LeBron is not the goat. Okay, well done. Really not that good. Not <laughs> worth the wait. I'm sorry. All I, right. I, I thought maybe I could do it. I can't. I'm I'm sad. All right. Here here's some of them. Okay. Enter the cage. Okay. Nice. Uh, gold rush. A lot of them is just focusing on one of them because it's hard to combine gold and cage. Anyways, um, silence is gold bloom. <laughs> rage, rage in the cage. All right. Uh, golden cage. I tried to combine them and it didn't just it just didn't work. All that glitters is not gold bloom. <laughs> and then lastly, where do I sign? Because they do not turn down a roll. They do not. <laughs> I like that last one. Where do I sign? Okay, I had one more challenge for us. That okay. came from social media today. And uh, so Irvin Magic Johnson, who is Twitter famous for being Twitter boring, got a very weird award. So he was apparently going on a, quote, power walk. What? On some, yeah, power walk on the coast of Italy today, probably, okay. or yesterday, whatever. And some power walking on the coast of Italy. Okay. Sure. It's All a very right. normal thing to do. Sure. And he was stopped by some guys in uniform, like the Italian Coast Guard like or something, oh, okay. yeah. or the Navy or something, but some nautical dudes from Italy, right? Okay. And they gave him a plaque to commemorate his 26 years of visiting Italians' coasts Wait, and what? seas. <laughs> so, okay, so he's out for his morning power walk and is yes. randomly stopped by the Italian yep. Navy so that they sure. can give him a plaque they happen to have on hand yeah. to commemorate his not... not 10, 15, nope, 20, nope, 25, nope, nope. his 26 years yes. of visiting Italian ports? Something like that. That That is basically what he tweeted out. So I'm thinking one of two things happened. Okay. I think like the Italian Coast Guard has like, had some bad press lately, and they're like, but wait, we're friends with Magic Johnson. And maybe <laughs> like some people will like, appreciate that in Italy, and they'll be cool. Okay. Or, uh, or what happened was uh, – Oh, I lost my second thought. I think my first idea was so good that I forgot what my second one was. Um, well, I'm glad that he's able to take time away from the hectic schedule of running the Lakers so that he could uh, visit all the Italian ports, etc., and uh, be be honored by foreign naval powers. So good, good for you, Magic Johnson. You deserve it. You won five championships, I guess. You know, do whatever you want. Here's what I want to do to end the podcast. I don't know how I feel okay. about this. But I would love to imitate the brainstorming session they had coming up with this idea. What? Yep. Role-playing <laughs> role play the Italian Coast Guard coming up with the idea to have Magic Johnson get this totally legitimate award. Okay. All right. Okay. I will be Mario. You be Antonio. Okay. What's, yeah. our, what's, our, what's our role? What's our, who are we? Okay, I'm an I'm an Italian nautical guy, and you are also an Italian nautical guy. Okay. You okay. Ready? You, you're okay. in character, Antonio. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mamma yeah. mia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, linguine, spaghetti. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna channel my inner Roberto Benini. Okay. He's an actor, Anthony, from Italy. Oh, good. Very funny guy. Hey, uh, Antonio. Hey, uh, Mario. You know, we have some bad press. We have things go bad. We have... I'm Russian. I am now Russian. The things that they all go bad. We have, uh, we have boats. They come. The boats, they leave. They don't give us no respect. Oh, mi faccia. What we do? What we do? You have idea. You have idea. What we do? What can we do to make okay, the people of Italy to... and the world love us? Yeah, we need to uh, uh, make a big, uh, how do you say, a splash. Uh, yeah, we need to, uh, 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 to uh, how do you say, uh, shake it up a little. Um, um, oh, something with the, uh, the celebrity, right? Oh, oh um, a Taylor Swift. A Taylor oh, Swift. A Taylor Swift. I am, I am Swifty. You don't know this. Okay. I am Swifty. Yes. Haters gonna hate. But you know, I like the Beyonce. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But uh, no, because she know she uh, the queen of bee. Uh, she does not come to. Uh, she will not meet with us. We are just the uh, the peasant folk. Oh. Mm. You no, know, Antonio. <laughs> what, you know Mario? I, 
do you know who I see coming down our course all the Ooh. time with his little power walking? Okay. His giant American legs. <gasps> the Irving Magic Johnson. Oh, magic. Yes, the magica. Um, okay, uh, what do... Okay. Um, hmm. Antonio, I mean, let, let me look at the computer. Uh, yes, uh, Google, Google uh, Magic Johnson uh, Italy vacation. Yes. Uh, he, he'd been here 26, 26 years. 26 years. Wow. Okay. That's a weird number. Ah, uh, wow. Um, okay. I tell you what, oh, Antonio. Yes. Let's stop him on his power walk. Okay. And Surprise we him. And we, we present him a gift. Yes, but what? Ah, oh, hmm. Ah, do you see that uh, garbage can lid over there? Yes. Okay. <laughs> take, take your hammer, Mario, and, and bang on it. And make the number uh, 26. Uh, and we, uh, we give it to him and we say, uh, uh, thanks for coming for 26 years, uh, you, you fantastical basketball player. And then... We, it just so happened. It just so happened. Okay. There is camera there. There is camera. The camera will take the picture. Okay. Yeah, take the picture. Camera will take the picture, and we put it on the on the uh, on the bird thing. The bird, with the bird. Yes, I don't know what you mean, but yes. The the internet thing with the bird. Ah yes, the bird. The the, the ah yes, uh, Twitter. <laughs> the Twitter. Yes, and so we, we do that, and then uh, the Coast Guard is now a, uh, a famous and no, uh, no problemo. Yes. And scene. Okay, okay. so... Okay. Well, a, in, C+. In, in, I, I think you're being generous. Mm. I think I had a bad idea, and you played ball, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I kind of went all in. You did, and I appreciate that. That, that, was, I felt that, was, that was good for me and bad for me at the same time. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm glad we did it, but I'm also upset that we did it. I'm in a very weird place right now. Yeah. And I'm not quite sure what to do now. Um, well, we now can this, just... Yeah, go ahead. I think this rehab is a little too hard. I think I would just rather retire. <laughs> I think the joy has been sucked out of my podcasting. So let's, let's just be done. Don't boo me. This is Subjectively Correct Sports with David Henderson and Anthony Montague.